Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding. Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm -hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Hey, guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. I just want you to know that you definitely have taste buds on your tongue. <laughs> She just look it up. Yeah. Also, uh, your upper esophagus, your cheek, and your epiglottis all contain some. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell you? Trigger warning for puke. Oh, boy. I was... Every time I remember I have a tongue and you're supposed to brush it, I brush yeah. it. <laughs> I know, but... Ugh. Dude, the way Dude. I... I literally flossed before I brushed. Maybe I'm fucking gross for that, but like sometimes I like to... I don't feel clean if I floss after. Yeah, because it's like you just unlodge un- some yeah, shit. Yeah, so I do it before, which is extra gross because I'm like, that's thick and juicy. But <laughs> anyway, so I floss, I brush, and then I'm like, better hit better hit that bad boy. And so I start um, brushing my tongue. Mm-hmm. Get ready for the sounds, okay? Skip ahead if you don't like this kind of stuff. Or just pretend you're watching porn. I don't know. But... <laughs> I'm literally going, (laughs) no, I know into the mirror. My eyes are beat fucking red (laughs) and I'm just trying to be hygienic. When I was pregnant and even sometimes after, but every day when I was pregnant, Corey would know that I I would be brushing the tip of my tongue. Not Mm. even like, and I'd be like, (laughs) I feel like whenever I remember you telling me when you were brushing your teeth, you were, it was horrific. Everything. I couldn't brush my teeth at all. Roof of my mouth. I I couldn't even go too far back on my teeth without gagging. I remember you trying to find special toothpaste. I had to use watermelon toothpaste, the kid stuff, (laughs) because it literally like everything made me gag. But now sometimes I just did it as I was leaving. Corey was like, are you pregnant again? Because, oh, he- no, sir. No, I don't no, know. Not me. I don't think. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm the not. reason is because I have a, a 
exploded. Is that the word we used? Yeah, something. <laughs> Definitely something. Taste bud on the There's bottom like of my tongue. There's a word for it, for sure. Popped. Um, you don't taste them like this. <laughs> I like exploded better. <laughs> okay, either way, it's both bad. Um, also, if if you haven't been able to see or hear, I've not been well. <laughs> um, ditto. Yeah. Well, I'm shocked because you told me Jerry had COVID. Everybody. I had COVID. We're <laughs> recording on a Sunday. Because again, I haven't had it since. Oh, that's right. I had you it. had it. Yeah, I had it in well, December. That's why I was so like, what the fuck? Because I got sick too, and she texted me like, "Hey, I just found out I have COVID," and I was like, "That makes sense. I have been not feeling uh-huh. well at all." And F- Sawyer was first. That baby was sick. Yeah, and then I started getting it, and I'm like, "Oh, this is not good." You tell me that. I'm like, "That makes sense, Corey. You got to go get me a COVID test." I test negative everyone in my house was negative i've tested negative three times but let me tell you this is the sickest i've been in a very like even when i had covid thank you for coming to my house no it's (laughs) it's i don't think it's anything that's like contagious because Corey's not gotten it yeah i have it because me and the baby have been literally like we pretty much passing it back and forth swap like yeah yeah a baby sneezes directly into my mouth all the time Mm -hmm. but i i think it's just a regular cold however i think my cold turned into something Oh, yeah. And that's why. Some sinus shit. Oh, yeah. Like, today, it wasn't anything that... I just had another migraine. I almost mm. was freaking the fuck out because I'm like, I'm going to have to tell her I can't do this. I was so sick. Like... I don't know what I would have done. I know. That's... I told Corey, I go, you got to just let me sleep. He's like, yeah. here. It's, it was 2 p.m. when mm-hmm. I got out of bed because I was trying to sleep it yeah. off. I came downstairs and I was like, it's not gone. I took... Motrin and Tylenol, which I'm not advising anyone do that, but I yeah. I had to. <laughs> and I go, let me sleep a couple more hours. I slept till 5 p.m. Jesus. And when I got up, I we went to get coffee. I chugged a coffee. And finally, it started going the away. The clouds parted. Oh, I, I wanted to cry. I was like, I could fucking cry because I was so scared. I'm like, what are we going to do? Yeah, well, I have to deliver a bunch of fucking information. Right? And I can't even, I couldn't even look at my phone. It hurt so bad. Well, I'll tell you, and these lights are bright as shit. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you. Should we just say hi first? Oh, oh. shit. I forgot we... <laughs> What's up, uh, everyone? What's up, everyone? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, so I had a wedding mm-hmm. yesterday, and I always feel like shit the day after weddings. Yeah. So I... And Birdie woke up at 5 a.m. because she was convinced there was something that she wanted to go chase outside. <laughs> yeah. And that was Saturday. And so I'm like, oh, my God, I have a fucking wedding today. I, Birdie is being so loud. She's going to get the kids up. She won't let us sleep because yeah. she's like, hey, hey, let me out. There's I got to go chase something. shit. Yeah. So um, I didn't get very much sleep. I shot a wedding. I performed at the wedding. Okay. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, Sam was my second shooter. Oh, okay. okay. And guys, I'm trying to convince Sam. I'm... I'm leaving photography. I think I've told you this before. And but I'm still getting just an incredible amount of inquiries. If you are someone listening who sent me an inquiry and I have not responded, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not even opening that email right now. Yeah, Maybe that's a, a horrible, horribly irresponsible thing for me to be doing. But like I I don't have the brain space to do it right now. But when Sam was with me, I was like, what if do you want to? do this yeah. like we can still keep it under my brand and then i'll edit the photos you just go shoot for me oh that would be great so she was with me yesterday and um at the reception don't stop believing comes on oh yeah okay you can't say no to that song. and the dj gives microphones to the bride and groom and uh-huh. the bride and groom 
are running around the entire place <laughs> putting mics in people's face. And I'm like, don't you bring that mic over here. <laughs> you don't know you bring that happen. mic over here. And so Sam takes it upon herself to go up to the, br- the broom. <laughs> she goes and gets the broom and she starts cleaning. She's earning her keep. No. <laughs> she goes up to the groom and she goes, this is Jerry's karaoke song. Oh. And he turns around and he goes, it is. Puts that mic in my face. And I was like, well, here we go. I performed the whole fucking song. The entire song. <laughs> the DJ has a video of it, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. My adrenaline was going. I felt so nervous. It was, it was like one of my nightmares <laughs> where reality. someone makes me sing and I'm like, I don't know what to sing. What are the but words? <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. Nope. But me and the bride are standing across. Like, it was very Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, She's yeah. over there. I'm over here. And we're She's just like, like, hey, now, hey, now, <laughs> don't stop believing. Um, it was a great time. That's really fun. Anyway, and then Ollie woke up at 5 a.m. this morning and I, <laughs> I kept thinking to myself, this is actually where I was going with the story. I'm so tired. But... Yeah, Sierra's delivering all the information, so I just got to be able to sit there. I know. I know. That's why I was panicking when I was like, oh, girl, you got to get it together. Yeah. I'm going to do my absolute, absolute best. But uh, let's just say off the top again, we don't know dick about shit. This Mm -hmm. is not an educational podcast by any means. I'm Mm going to deliver this to you. As as we're as if we're all learning this together. Well, I wanted to say that as well because because um, this is a something I've never heard of, and I know you never have. I can almost guarantee. Truly, it. I I always feel um at odds within myself when we do topics like this because I'm like, are people going to think that we are speaking over people? Right. Are they? Are we gonna get things right? Like, are, like it's just it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, but but like telling me, but even say it, saying it's a lot of pressure almost feels like poor me, but like not no, poor me. No, it's, no, no. Yeah, it's just it, it, I feel like a a pressure to do well. Yes. But also, I don't want to pretend like I know everything because I definitely right. This was like because we do have a responsibility. Yeah. As as people with privilege. Yeah. To educate ourselves and take the time to educate others. Yeah. So so I'm going to I used a lot of different sites. I'm going to be basically just re- reading from one is history.com. But mm-hmm. I did I did a lot of pulling from places. Yeah, it, it's just a lot of. So that's like a good it's basically a summary. Got it. Cuz this is a lot. So I'm just going to do a basic summary and then I encourage everyone we will put up in the show notes um where I got the information to go and d- deep dive into it because it's very yeah. very interesting it's it's so much for the amount of time that we have yeah and also like i said i can't pretend that i'm an expert and there are experts out there so i encourage you to seek them out and actually listen to them because and if you don't know what we're talking about yet <laughs> it is hispanic heritage month yeah and we want to do uh our due diligence i know that we missed uh asian pacific islanders uh api i i we had already scheduled stuff out yeah um but it, it it doesn't mean that we only can talk about specific things yeah. when it's their heritage month. But it is like a good refresher. It is on people's minds. And, yeah. and sometimes when, as unfortunate as it is, when it is that time of the year, people are more likely to share things. Yeah. It, I feel like information is easier to find. Like Pride it Month, is. it's like everything's gay. Yeah. You can find anything <laughs> yes. gay. Um, yeah. But like then... 
after all the rainbows go back into the bin and they're like, see you next year. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we don't just want to do it, but it was a good time to be like, hey, we have an open week. Let's throw let's throw something that's important, a little little education in there. So we're going to do our best. And by we, I mean me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we get into it, though, I do want to talk a little bit about I'm glad my mom died. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I before we get, talk about that, I wanted to say thank you to everyone um for all your responses uh about the mental health update episode. Oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. was so meaningful and so powerful. I loved the continuation of the conversation afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um I am a a week, almost a week out from I'm over a week of recording, almost a week of sharing it with the world and I still feel no anxiety. I'm still very proud of it. I still am not um, feeling any kind. It is so bizarre that whatever happened feels like a a switch flipped. That's amazing. I don't know that it's ever going to go back. I'm not saying I've not experienced anxiety. I've had, there's, there's stuff that's happened in my life recently that has brought things up. But like when it comes to that specific trauma Mm -hmm. and speaking about it publicly, when I know people are going to have access to it, um, I don't care. Yeah. So, and I also wanted to thank everyone, um, for being so kind to Taylor on the exclusive. Oh, let me tell you. She, she has just, we've had conversations she's like your fans are the best fucking people on the planet and i go i told you yes. she's been so n- listen we live in a small town and people here are not the nicest i'll tell you that especially if you're in any way different than like cookie cutter stereotypical normal. yeah yeah and um so it's very hard to like be who we are because we're we don't fit into that at all mm-hmm. Uh, so I think a lot of her anxiety and my anxiety of like being yourself to the public, we have this kind of idea that like the world is going to be like it is here. Yes. And it's so not. No. I told her, I'm like, we have found this small pocket of the world that is just the kindest. I most think it's a huge amazing. pocket. I think so too. But I think that everyone thinks that they're in a little yeah, pocket. Yeah, but I think, it's, I think what we're realizing is it's way fucking bigger it's than like we thought. It's a purse. Yeah. It's like at it's, least it's a, a tote. It is a tote. It's a beach bag. Big yeah. old duffel boy. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> but like yeah she was like i feel like a queen they're making me feel so sweet she now she wants to come back on again she's oh, so excited sam said she wanted to come too she's yeah. like so we'll um, definitely hey, have a sister little offended one. <laughs> you didn't invite me for game night i'm like I- she invited herself to be unprompted <laughs> unprompted yeah you can come next time we will plan ahead of time she the we didn't even know if she was going to be on camera until she got there. Yeah. And she, I don't think she did either. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was really fun. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Cut you off. I'm glad my mom's dead. My, my mom died. I'm glad my mom died. <laughs> I'm glad my mom is dead. That's not us saying that. That is a book by Jeanette yeah. McCurdy. Um, she was uh, one of the stars of iCarly, um, a show on Nickelodeon. And we, first of all, it was really funny how it happened because you posted on your story about listening to a podcast where she talked about it. And as I watched you post that, I was like, that's so weird. I literally just got the book and I was starting to read it. And so when I came here like two days later and was like, Hey, I started reading that book. And Jerry was like, Oh my God, I just started reading that book. I was like, what chapter are you on? We were on the same fucking chapter. It was wild. You finished before me. 
I did. But, I, oh, as soon as I found out we were around the same like, time, I, I was like, speed, speed, speed. <laughs> and that was when Sawyer I was sick. I had to put sick. my smut on hold. Yeah. I could, well, I couldn't, I couldn't do much because she was sick and I was trying to take care of her. But I did get it done the next day. Then I finished it completely. Yeah. And I think we could probably have a full episode where we mm-hmm. discuss things. But what I do want to say, because when I posted about so many people... Um, I didn't have time to message everyone back who was asking, is that a good book? Should I get it? Blah, blah, blah. So a couple things I did want to say. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. Should you read it? Because there were people that were like, I had this kind of trauma. Should I read it? I can't answer that. There, yes. Th- it, there are so many things that could be triggering to so many different people. For me, it was incredibly validating. Um, I can't answer for you. I'm not going to say yes or no that you should or shouldn't. That's just going to, I mean, you know your own triggers. Right. That's going to have to be something that you, you like I look know into. that the, the hardest part for me to get through, and it was purely because I have not dealt with um, trigger warning for um, disordered eating. Yeah. I have not suffered from any kind of disordered yes. eating. I mean, I've... I have an unhealthy relationship with food. I have an unhealthy relationship with my body. But to the extent that she was going into detail about, um, I have not experienced. So, But it was very, very helpful to understand the mind of someone who was in it. Oh, I'll tell you. that It it made me realize there was an aha moment I had that I told Corey where I'm like, this is something that I've never put together before. In my life, um, it might be a spoiler. So I'm going to spoiler alert this and skip ahead if you want to read it and you don't and also again it pertains to disordered eating i know that i've had disordered eating i wouldn't call it an eating disorder but it might be i don't know i haven't talked to somebody but i would i think it's an adhd thing i would just forget to Uh, eat yes and then it would be five o'clock six o'clock at night and then i would be starving and there was a point where she talks about going to a eating disorder therapist where they say you're basically starving yourself throughout the day. So then when you binge, which I do, then I binge and I binge foods that are really heavy. Sheets. Yeah. (laughs) Well, just like really heavy, really unhealthy foods because you're famished. Your body wants that. You're craving that. So you give in and then I would feel insane guilt and shame around it. I wouldn't purge, but I would feel guilty and like, that there would be so much shame going on after that purging and i would be like why the fuck can't i just eat healthy and it gave me like such a validating aha like oh my god it's not my fault it's just that because i'm not eating nourishing my body throughout the day that's what my body is craving and And i also think that that can go back to if if you relate because i relate to that as well yeah if you relate to that more than you do um binging, purging, uh, restrictive eating, counting calories, things like that. I think it can go, it can be traced back to childhood in a way that's like neglect. Yeah. Not having um, someone provide certain meals for you or teach you how to cook. And so like being a child who's expected to cook for yourself. Or learn about health. Yes. Understand health. A lot of times, because I tell my mom this, she says she apologizes all the time and it's not her fault. We lived in poverty. We did not have access to healthy food options. So I grew up developing a taste for unhealthy food because you could buy ramen for 10 cents. Right. And a box of spaghetti for 50 cents. Yeah. And it was like we ate food like that because it was available because it was cheap because we could have a lot of it and and it was something. I knew without a doubt if I was 
I'm I'm recovering more memories all the time, by the way. Yeah. I can remember now being at your mom's house now and the house um that you were before. Yeah. And if I was going to be there, we're eating spaghetti or ramen. Yeah. That was it. And that you're was making it. it. Like yes. it, we, always. And sometimes ten o'clock at night. <laughs> that's because that's when we ate. Like my mom didn't get home until five and then normally we didn't eat without her. Mm -hmm. So like if we did, we made ourselves a little thing of ramen and that was what we ate and then we would have spaghetti for dinner big cereal <laughs> then, girl over here yeah yeah we did cereal sometimes too but yeah. yeah like that was what we cooked ourselves and it wasn't until I was like well into my 20s that I realized how unhealthy I had been eating my entire life and like yeah yeah it was it was definitely a poverty thing but but get the book yeah if you think you can um I, I highly recommend it that I was terrified. The day that you um, saw my story, if you didn't see my story on Instagram, I shared a Whitney Cummings podcast with Jeanette McCurdy. Uh, the podcast is good for you. And I knew what the book was about. Yeah. I knew she was revealing like her ongoing lifelong trauma that she experienced from her mom. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know that I'm ready to read that. I don't know that I'm ready to read about childhood trauma while I am in the middle of processing mine. Right. And then I, I'm a very rip the bandaid person. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yep. We're doing it. Like yeah. it, just dive in unexpectedly. Almost like I tricked myself. Yeah. I didn't get triggered at all. And I didn't yeah. dissociate at all. Yeah. I was very much like, like you said, validating. Yeah, I'm well, reading she this tells going, it in a way yep. that I felt. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yes, because she writes it in a way, and maybe we should just make this an entire um, episode or maybe an exclusive. I yeah. don't know. But it it was written in a way from like, if she is going back to herself being six years old, she's writing it from the perspective of how a six-year-old would process yeah. it. And also, you don't even have to have childhood trauma. It was so validating for me um, mm. as somebody who had an abuser as a, an adult. But it was like, I can't explain to people sometimes how nuanced that relationship was because it was like you hate and love someone so much at the same time. Yes. But the way that she writes it makes it like, of course you love them. Right. Of course you do. Yeah. But also they're doing terrible fucking shit to you. Right. But of course you love them. That's your best friend. That mm -hmm. is somebody who is bringing you so much joy and like happiness in your life. And it was the first time that that was like written down in words that made sense. Yes. That I could see other saying, people yeah. reading it and being like, oh, it's not so easy to just say, just leave. It's not mm -hmm. so easy to say, just cut off that toxic parent yeah. um, or sibling or mm -hmm. whatever. Like, Leave that job. Yeah, it is such a difficult, it, it's very um, not black and white. So, yes. so if you were scared of it, we read it and like Sierra said, you know yourself. Yeah. But I... I did fine. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend it. Hey, guys, we know that we're discussing a pretty heavy topic right now, but we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. I am obsessed with clothes. Oh, yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing Newly with our audience because Newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in, but are like going to make your bank cry. Mm -hmm. Now you can rent them 
for a period of time, and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because a lot of places may not have options for everyone. And this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer, but also they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like, or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, "Ah, I don't think that's for me, but there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code tangents 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. I'll tell you. You know how I know I'm old. Hmm. Um, I can't sit. Yeah. For this long and stand up and, and not, not have be in pain. Po- <laughs> um, like I just tried to fully like put my leg back into standing yeah. position, and it was and like, it was like no. <laughs> it's like a creaky door that's not been opened. Can I tell you something before we get into it? Because, but like, I'm so proud of myself. Before I got sick, uh-huh. sick. I went to the gym for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm I not know. tired of it. You had COVID. But listen, it was such I a- I forgot. I was like, this bitch didn't invite me. And I'm like, I have COVID. Never mind. I can't go. <laughs> no, because I literally was texting you to invite you yeah. and then remembered. Because um, it was right after I uh, got the test. And I'm like, I should probably test myself before yeah. I go to the gym. But it was. it's funny because I am really trying to like get healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I want- Oh my God, did you <laughs> I say as I'm sick as fuck. <laughs> no, but like, oh my God, <laughs> there's noises coming from inside. You, you better just like, my body speed it up. Is, <laughs> is like, don't fucking play. Like, yeah. you are not, bitch. I, it sounds like you're about to breathe fire at me. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just really want to take, I, I want to not only develop like lifelong health habits for myself mm. but for I want to model them for my children yes. because again be, I I feel like I have the tools now and yep. I understand why my parents couldn't for me it was not right. their fault right. but I can now yes. so I want to 
my kid eats fucking Lunchables. Like, I'm like, we have to stop. Yeah. You can, like, we can afford better food. Stop eating fucking Lunchables. Um, I was listening to a podcast for kids today, and it was like, this is for the grownups. Lunchables proudly sponsors this podcast. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be sponsored by Lunchables. <laughs> okay. Lunchables are great. But he eats them, yeah. like, for breakfast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, man, let's get something. That's, that's fuel for the day. Yeah. Like, I don't know if... <laughs> The fucking pizza lunchable. It's the fuel you want. That's the fuel I want. Yeah. Maybe once in a while. Definitely not every day. But just healthier options is all I'm saying. Anyways, I went to the gym because I was like, I I want it to become a habit for me just to go a couple times a week. And I'm not going to have somebody to go with me every time. So so I might as well just get this one out of the way. I know I'm going to have to eventually. The whole way I was there, this is why I'm like, I'm mentally ill. (laughs) My brain was doing everything to try to get out. Like, I was thinking, like, I could just go drive around the parking lot. I'll tell Corey I went to the gym. Maybe I'll go sit at Taco Bell. Oh, I could use a taco right now. Like, my brain was doing everything in its power to be like, no, you don't want to go there. I was thinking, like, what if I run into somebody there? Oh, my God. I don't have my correct water bottle. They're going to make fun of you for the water bottle you have. You're not wearing the right clothes. You're not going to get it. Like, all of these things, my brain was trying to be like, don't go don't do it don't do it all because i was nervous yeah and even while i was in the locker room i was like maybe i could just hang out in here for an hour <laughs> like it was so i'm like you I just throw have... water on yourself and then go home yes like, i thought well, I, was... I am sweaty i was like i have a sickness <laughs> like, yeah but i did it and i felt so good What'd about you do it when you were there machine sat in the locker room <laughs> i sat in the locker room and i felt so good no i did some shoulder presses okay i did this like rowing machine okay that I, I did this like cable so so there's these little cables and you pull them down yeah oh yeah, it, it felt your traps oh it felt good and then i did this thing where i pushed on it with my legs it felt yeah. great in my butt and my hips oh <laughs> my god i felt strong when i and yeah. that's like why i want to work out i, I don't have any kind of like like weight loss goal but i definitely have yeah. a I want to feel stronger in my body yes. goal. And like, I felt fucking strong after I left Good. there. I was like, you're a bad bitch. So anyways, I just want to say that I was really excited about that. <laughs> and that was, uh, I don't know what you said that made me think about that, but that's all, that's all I had to say. <laughs> I'm glad. Or maybe I was talking about just how my body is rickety. Yes. And th- I think that's why I wanted to go. Cause I was like doing some shoulder presses and I was like, damn, these shoulders are not what they used to be. I thought I was embarrassed yeah. by how weak how 30 my you were. Her body was. And there was a man in there with me who was like easily in his fifties, but he could have been older and he was just like throwing it up like nothing. And I'm like, sir, you are making me feel bad. This is a judgment free zone and you're yeah. making me judge myself right now <laughs> stop doing that okay so we're here now we're here it's um why did i want to say hispanic awareness month i knew that wasn't right <laughs> okay are we all aware <laughs> are we all aware <laughs> no good now we're aware <laughs> it's hispanic heritage month and so we asked um just some people on the facebook group hey what what are some things you would like to hear more about blah, blah, that blah, blah, you blah. feel are underrepresented or not talked about enough? And this is the one that we got the most. Uh, it is a big one, but I think it was really cool to learn about. So it, we are going to be talking about the Chicano movement, also known as El Movimiento. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I looked up so many of these pronunciations. <laughs> so we're going to hope that I can do them <laughs> justice. 
Um, okay, so basically, this is a movement that championed Mexican American identity, and they fought for change. They fought yeah. for workers' rights, um, social and political rights, their history, um, and land rights. Basically, so cool. we'll we'll t- we'll talk about a little bit of each of those. So um, Chicano, the word, mm-hmm. of course, was used first as a racial slur because okay. white people, yeah. you know, yeah. So. Activists then decided to take the name and switch it around. We're going to wear it with pride. We're going to call ourselves this and we're going to name the movement after it. So they were advocating for social and political empowerment through Chicanismo. Chicanismo? Chicanismo? I'm trying to say Chicano, but... Can I see the word? Nismo? Chicanismo? Yeah, the pronunciation. Yeah, I would say Chicanismo, which um, would probably be like charisma yeah and 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 uh cultural nationalism so there was an activist rodolfo corky was his name gonzalez and he declared in a 1967 poem la raza mexicano espanol latino chicano or whatever i call myself i look the same Mm. so leading up to the 1960 mexican americans um obviously because, again, we're in the 1960s and we're in America. So they were enduring decades of discrimination, especially in the West, in the Southwest, because that was where a lot of them had like migrated yes. to. Um, and so after the Mexican-American War in 1848, there was a, tr- a treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. Okay. And uh, that treaty basically said that the United States promised citizenship to Mexican-Americans and the right to their property, language, and culture. Hmm. Do you think they fucking did any of Doesn't that? Doesn't sound like it. No. Nope. And it, like, based on what I see now. Yeah. Even no. still. Yes. Right. So, um, I love the way this is worded by the way so i'm going to read it exactly as is it says but in most cases mexicans in america those who later immigrated and those who lived in regions where the u.s border shifted over it's a funny way of saying colonized yeah <laughs> but shifted, shifted over so it sounds like, like it's like a, a weather like a cold front. Yeah. oh there's oh there's we just, a shift of the border coming we just became yeah the united states mm, okay but i'm assuming that was after the mexican-american war but still Either not, way. The way you worded that is like, you could have just said that we basically... Stole land. Yes. Because that's what we did. Claimed something that wasn't ours, yes. like the rest of the country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but they found themselves living as second-class citizens. So there were land grants that were promised to them that were then later denied. And uh, this impoverished many of the land-grant descendants that like descended right. upon that area. Which is exactly what they also did with uh, African Americans. Yes. Well, and so around this time, obviously we're talking about the 60s. Yeah. So there was a lot of like black power movement going yep. on at the same time that this movement was going uh, on. So uh, a couple of these, like the leaders in both movements, the like Black Panther leaders, plus like some of the Chicano leaders uh-huh. were working together oh, because good. it was kind of like a... At first they weren't, and then they kind of were like, hey, if if we get this, and I have a, a part where I'll read that, like yeah. laws if, and things that were passed that benefited both yes, groups. Yes, In a way. They're better, and they have strength in numbers, Exactly, exactly. And by the way, this was a movement that, like, 
it was many movements happening kind of all at the same time. But I think that was like once they realized that this was some shit that they needed to go through, they were like, we're not fucking we're not doing any of this anymore. Yeah. Because a lot of the times in the early 20th century, early 20th century. Did I say that? Yes. Right? <laughs> That's <laughs> That's what I said said. Earliest. <laughs> um, a lot of Mexican-Americans were attempting to assimilate or like file legal cases to push for their community to be recognized as white Americans. Um, because they wanted to gain civil rights. And then by the late six, 1960s, they were kind of um, abandoning those efforts and wanted to blend in more and like embrace their full heritage. Well, I was going to say, it makes me really sad to know that there were people who were trying to be seen as white in order to be seen as equal. Yes, when, to be seen like, as humans. Yes. Yeah. And so it was sad because there were generations of them that had like, much like we talked about with the uh, schools the, that were doing it to the indigenous yep. um, community, but they were basically like getting rid of their culture and their heritage to try to be white passing right. because they would get treated better. And it's they would have more opportunities. Yeah. And at this point, I think a lot of them were like, fuck that. No, right. I want to be who I am, who my family is, who my people are, my culture. And know that I deserve this dis- like as well. As well. Yes. Yeah. Um. So instead of only recognizing their Spanish or European backgrounds, they now also celebrated their indigenous and African roots as well. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm sorry. I'm going to like be breathing so heavy. It's just, I'm, there's a lot of things happening in my chest. Yeah. So I apologize. Uh, the, the thing that kind of started the movement though was farm worker issues. So this, uh, was Cesar Chavez. Okay. So you know that name. I knew that name, but I didn't know like what he did. So Yeah, I don't know why I knew that name. Me neither. Cesar. Yeah. Or Cesar Chavez. But I, I know it was Cesar. Yeah, I knew I know that, but I know that we like if I heard it, it was Caesar because white people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta co founded the National Farm Workers Association association uh-huh. i'm gonna have the most trouble with the freaking <laughs> <laughs> english, english words. words um and that later became the united farm workers in california and they were uh fighting to improve social and economic conditions for farm workers because chavez was born into a mexican-american migrant farm worker family and so he had worked even as a young kid in these fields right um and knew the conditions were shit basically yeah and like even now i think that so many immigrants are um mistreated oh yeah it's still it's still happening uh, i forget the word that i was going to use just taken advantage of Mm -hmm. because there is this um uh, this message that they are less than, that they're stealing yes. jobs, that they're this. Yes. So it almost convinces people that they deserve yeah, to be Yeah, there's like a cognitive dissonance there than, where you're like, yeah. I can convince myself that you deserve this. Yeah. Or like, hey, if you want to be treated fairly, then be legal. And right. it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. These are yeah. human beings. Meanwhile, <laughs> you're putting hey, conditions on treating people like human beings. Are you going to stop buying whatever they're producing no, of course not and are you going to yell at the people who are underpaying them no or ask for decent working conditions yeah appropriate hours no benefits mm-hmm. no well so in september of 1965 chavez did that uh he or, like organized a strike for grape workers in the area 
And um, it was a predominantly Filipino labor organization. But with the two of them helping uh, Chavez and Huerta, they were able to win several victories. This lasted over five years, by the way. It was one of the longest strikes in history yeah. of America. Um, but they won several victories for workers when the growers signed contracts with a union and they were able to unionize and then get a raise, benefits, better working conditions. Right. And um, that was all due to them basically fighting for these basic worker rights. Right. Uh, I love this quote. So this is what Chavez, he wrote in a 1969 letter. It says, we are men and women who have suffered and endured much, and not only because of our abject poverty, but because we have been kept poor. The color of our skins, the languages of our cultural and native origins, the lack of formal education, the exclusion from our democratic process, the numbers of our slain in recent wars. All these burdens, generation after generation, have sought to demoralize us. We are not agricultural implements or rented slaves. We are men. Yeah. Damn, that's good. Right. And I love everything that was highlighted because we talked about that with voter suppression. Yeah. And all of the ways that they have tried to keep um, people of color from having access to their democratic rights. Yeah. And also to uh, creating laws that then villainize and criminalize just things that are naturally set up for them to like the path that they are naturally set up to go down. Right. Right. And, and I, I forget who it was. I want to say it was Chavez, but I might be incorrect and hopefully it'll come up. But I know there was a group of them that went around to these workers and then also registered them to vote and we're yeah. getting them like to the polls. And it was a big, that was a big fucking thing as well. Like getting these people to understand what was going on and what would benefit them, right? You know, on a larger level, voting wise, right, right? It's so bizarre to me to think that there are people who are who would be angry, knowing that there are people fighting for equality, um, and they are still, still to still, this day. still, and it's like I don't understand why people think that someone wanting equality would take something away from them exactly. or it would put them ahead. It's like, homie, I'm still trying to register for the race yeah. that you're halfway through. Yeah. And you're making me jump through so many more hoops that you didn't have to jump through. No, but and they, you think I'm going to win? They don't want, they, in their heads, they know it's not going to pull them back, but they don't want you to even be on the same, they want right. to be ahead always. Right. Also, I forgot to say, and I want to say, um, I didn't get to, there, there's just now a new, like, um, a lot of new information coming out. People who are like really studying this, but it's the Chicanas, uh, in the Chicano movement. So the feminism that yeah. went along with it, and and uh, for a long time that wasn't talked about. So that's something that I wanted to go into, but there's still so many like it was kind of a work in progress yes. thing. So it was a lot of it was more difficult information to find. But I'd love to eventually Circle talk back. about that. Yeah. yeah, because I think that was huge too, and. There's obviously a lot that goes into that, but I want to talk about all of these separate things yeah, that yeah. are happening. So 
Hey guys, we know that we're discussing a pretty heavy topic right now, but we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. There was uh, another civil rights activist, Reyes Lopez Tijerina, and he was um, pushing for land reclamation, which is basically like, hey, you fucking said this land was going to be yeah. ours. We're this taking it. This land is our land. <laughs> yeah, give it give me back. our land. <laughs> yeah. Um, he... Uh, he pushed to reclaim land confiscated by Anglo set settlers in violation of the 1848 Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. So Tierina um, grew up in Texas. He was working in the fields as young as four years old. Holy shit. I mean, you almost have a four year old. Yeah. Can you imagine? Well, <laughs> you put him to work, too. <laughs> I mean, he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> now. Is he going to work in a field in fucking Texas weather for eight hours a day? Horrible conditions? No. No. No, 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 no. no right. He, he decides what he wants to do when he wants to yeah. do it. But yeah. No. Um, so, Tirina, he became known as the King Tiger. Uh, he was the Malcolm X of the Chicano movement. Mm. And I think it's really important to talk about, like... Do you remember learning about Malcolm X? Yes. But like very little, correct? Like in comparison to Martin Luther King? Yes. But also in a negative way. Yes. There was a negative yes. connotation. And the Black Panthers. Yes. And what I wanted to talk about was... The whitewashing? <laughs> yes. The Black Panthers got shit done. If you mm. go back and look at the civil rights and you think that laws and things only happen because Martin Luther King did a fucking great job. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But what they want you... To go back and think is, oh, these people marched peacefully and this got that done. Nope. No. Fuck no. Yeah. The Black Panthers did shit in ways that um, maybe people nowadays and back then would look at as like not the right way to do it. But guess fucking what? People don't listen well, if you just do it peacefully sometimes. If you are learning about the... Um, Let's say the uh, Revolutionary War. Yeah. Okay. If you're in America, mm -hmm. you're going to hear one side mm -hmm. of it. If you go over to England, our UK listeners, what I'm do you sure know? You were, what yeah. do you know about the Revolutionary War? Like, how was it portrayed to you? Because I know that history is written differently. Yeah. And so, like, it, during the Civil Rights Movement. Who's in power writing all of the history, yeah. writing, documenting the history, and then creating the books to then put it into schools to teach kids? Guess who was villainized? Yeah. Guess who was made to look like the bad guy? Guess who was 
made to look like they were breaking laws. Yeah. Okay, you were writing laws yeah. to fuck people over. Yep. And also, you're hiding everything that you did. Yeah. Not to mention, um, you know what? Again, I'm not even going to say that because it was against the FBI, but we all know what happened. All right. Certain people were killed and it was certain people. So yeah. that's all I'm going to say. But. I think that's breaking a law too. It sounds like murder to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. That's the thing. It's like you can paint it in a way mm-hmm. that makes your actions seem justified and the other person's actions seem problematic, yeah. criminal, whatever. And it's like, only because you're telling the story. Yep. And so, like that, uh, this man, sure, his group held protest, but they also staged an armed raid on a small town in Mexico and they were trying to reconquer properties for the Chicano community. Again, maybe people look back and say that wasn't the way to do it, but it was getting shit done. Yeah. How are how are you to tell people how they should reclaim shit that you stole from them? Yes. Who are you to tell people that? Hey, no takesies back. We don't like it when you do it that way. <laughs> what? Then don't take it in the first place. Yeah. So while efforts to repatriate land got caught up in the courts, they said it had it had this big effect in terms of mobilizing young people to understand the way the U.S. took land from Mexico and from Mexican landowners in particular and how this kind of empire building was how Mexicans became part of the U.S. So even mm. though maybe on a smaller level, it like didn't get a lot done, it, it like mobilized these groups yes. of young Mexican-Americans to be like, wait a fucking minute. Right. Like shit needs to happen. And that translated into this which was the student movement to embrace at Aslan. I'm going to Aslan. It's A-Z-T-L-A-N. I keep Um, picturing the the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. I'm sorry. And I'm I'm like, are we talking about the big lion guy? I'm trying. Well, this was an Aztec empire. Okay. So also, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it was this group or the group led by uh, Tierino, but they organized a walkout uh-huh. for the schools and 10,000 Mexican-Americans wow. walked out and and it made a big I'm sure a big change also at the time I forgot to say that schools were segregated for Mexican-Americans much like the way that they were for African-Americans and black yeah. people around the world yeah. from white white schools I just it it drives me insane to think about like once you have the veil lifted and you can realize that when they were creating these stories to be retold over and over again and depicted in media, it it's like you you had the resources to make the other guy look bad. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. You got to take whatever you wanted. You got to kill whoever you wanted. You got to create whatever laws you wanted because you had the power and resources to make sure that if they did anything back, yeah, that they were the bad ones. Yes. And everyone was going to know it. Yeah. But take the power and the resources away. Now what? And it's only when enough people stand up and you get enough people are, uh, that are black, brown, and then white. Because it Gotta is be. a lot of times it's only when also white people start looking and saying, hey, this isn't right too. That then the people in power are like, okay, I'll give yeah. you this then. Yeah. And, you know, it like is ridiculous that it takes that amount of. Well, you can't expect people who are marginalized and already like discriminated against to tear down the walls that they didn't build. Exactly. 
you know what I mean? Exactly. Everyone who is protected, sorry, everyone who is protected by whiteness, essentially, yeah. it's our responsibility to fucking take those walls down that have been built. Exactly. We built. No, we fucking didn't. That's why, like, allyship and things like that is so fucking important mm-hmm. because it, it's very much the same as when we tell people, like, hey, men, when you see, like, it shouldn't have to be women or like female presenting people's job to tell you this is a problem mm-hmm. you should pick up on it and and tell or to you, defend other yeah de- yep. like fucking tell your fellow men it shouldn't be us all the time having to say it you right. should also you know join join in with us or whatever the fuck i'm trying to say yeah could you imagine if ten thousand mexican americans are walking out of schools and then other pocs are walking out right or White people are walking yes. out in solidarity of them saying, and, and you know I'm what? I'm sure they're I, probably worse. Right. Um, but like. You have to hope. Yeah, but even today, like that's the importance of getting off the fucking fence. Where yes. you're like, hey. Yeah. Because I know Not that my fight. I'm, yes. You know. I know. I understand both sides. No, 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 no. There is no understanding both sides. <laughs> yes. If there is change to be made when you move with the people who need you to fucking move. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay, sorry. And again, we're passionate about this. When we say like, no, there's no two sides. When I'm talking about people's rights being taken away, I don't understand both sides. Right. So I, I'm not. I don't think I'm a bad person for saying like, no two sides stuff. People's Listen, basic rights are taken away. <laughs> I am a gold medalist when it comes to mental gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I have tried to understand. No, I it don't. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay, so. Meanwhile, there's this parallel effort going. And so that that poem that I read in the beginning, which was by Rodolfo Corky Gonzalez, he leads this kind of movement where he's organizing these Mexican-American students across the country um, to basically look into their indigenous ancestors. Okay. And during this time, they were able to identify a land called Aslan, Aslan, um, which was an Aztec empire. And in Aztec for- folklore, <laughs> in Aztec folklore, Aslan was believed to have extended across northern Mexico and pros- possibly further north into what is now the United States, the Southwest. Yeah. A- again, shocking that we would have indigenous land there that yeah. didn't belong to us. What do you know? Crazy. Um, and so the students embraced that land as a spiritual homeland, oh. and they uh, drafted. El Plan Espiritual de Aslan. Okay. As their manifesto for mass mobilization and organization. So doing this. God, like it it is just bonkers to me as a as a literal human mayonnaise that like <laughs> these people are These were students. These yeah, were young teens. They are finding where they came from and they are fighting for it. Yes. Meanwhile, what are we we're fighting for what? For what? What we stole? <laughs> yes. Like, don't take it from me. Like, because I'm trying I to took collect it from you. Yeah. Yeah. You're l- take. Okay, break it down. You're taking candy from babies, yes. essentially. Yeah. And then when the babies are like, I want that back. Actually, I. You're like, how rude of you to even bring that up to me. 
and they're like, but do you under do you understand like the importance of that? P- maybe candy's not the best analogy. Anyway, do you understand <laughs> the importance culture? Yeah, do you understand the importance of what you took from me? This what is it my meant heritage. To me? This is who I am. To you, it was land. Yeah. To you, it, it represented power and just being able to expand whatever the fuck pride you carry. Yeah. This was who I my am. Being. Yeah. And again, this is this is so like another pattern of well we like who we are as white people so you should just be what we are (laughs) stomping out people's culture because it's different than what you think is right because it's not what you do is like bananas to me yeah they like bananas um So ultimately, the Chicano movement won many reforms, the creation of bilingual and bicultural programs in the Southwest, improved conditions for migrant workers, the hiring of Chicano teachers, and more Mexican-Americans serving as elected officials. Okay, so (laughs) I have just a couple things to wrap it up. So this says the Chicano movement called for the Chicano community to be able to control its own resources and determine its own future. It called for community control over its schools, its economy, its politics, and its culture. The Chicano generation understood that as a part of its self-empowerment, it had to have a sense of history, a history that had been denied in the schools. Mexicans were not supposed to have a history in the U.S., yet the Chicano generation instinctively recognized that it had a history or a counter-history that needed to be dis- discovered this meant exploring its indigenous past its roots in mexican history including mexico's war with the u.s the mexican revolution of 1910 and the history of mexican immigrants to the u.s but this was a history it only knew through family and community lore and not systematically studied by historians so this search for a relevant and usable past led to the development of the field of chicano history as part of the movement's efforts to establish chicano study programs at universities and colleges. Oh, I love that. Yes. Okay. And this is the last part that I have here, which is just a couple things that came from it. So in 1947, a pivotal federal court case, Mendez versus Westminster, struck down segregation between white and Mexican schools in California. This decision had widespread repercussions as it was cited in the famous Brown versus Board of Education case, which was seven, or which then got, got rid, rid of segregation, segregation in schools altogether. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah was supposed to allegedly yeah (laughs) um seven years later in 1954 the in hernandez versus texas the u.s supreme court ruled that mexican-american and all other nationality groups were guaranteed equal protection according to the 14th amendment so that the justices ruled unanimously in favor of hernandez by claiming he had been discriminated against by investigating the racial segregation that existed against mexicans and that helped supposedly um all other nationality groups that right. were that, looking like, for equal protection. Was the first domino. Yes. The organization between the students uh, organized groups like the Mexican-American Youth Organization and the United Mexican-American Students. And both were formed to combat institutional racism and discrimination at campuses. Voter registration, educational equality, and labor rights were the focus of these organizations. It's bonkers to me that they there are so many organizations created to undo yeah. the gross things that white people have right, done. Right, right. Like, do you understand? Like, do people understand that that's what those groups are doing? Yeah. Like, like it shouldn't be 
they shouldn't even have to be there in right? the first place. That that is not anything that should have and to exist. And the fact that there are people still fighting yes. against them blows my mind. Yeah. How are we still here? How with all the resources that we have, mm-hmm. are there still people who are being able to be convinced that groups like this are bad? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is that like as as lovely as this movement is as beautiful as it sounded of of all the progress that was shared it's still not enough it's not enough for any poc in any area because what that so this says then that that student walkout um because of that it led to the educate it formed the educational issues coordinating committee um, and so they made demands then to the Los Angeles Board of Education, including recommendations for bilingual education and hiring of Mexican-American administrators. And because of this, yes, there were changes made, but it also labeled these leaders as radical and militant, according to the FBI. So they, these leaders were labeled as radicalists and like militant leaders for trying to get bilingual teachers in classes what isn't that and that is how whitewashing happens yes that is how malcolm x looks like a bad guy yes that is how they get people to believe that groups of people who are wanting equality are actually just trojan horsing all of their negative whatever (laughs) behind bilingual teachers yes sure they want bilingual teachers but then what else (laughs) then we're legalizing cocaine for six-year-olds well and oh my gosh they're going to we speak english in this country so if they start demanding they're going to demand our kids speak spanish and blah 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 it's like right right god forbid we want bilingual children yeah like we are one of the only places that that doesn't doesn't have that teach more than one language to our kids i know i know it but it's it's like when I hear these people that are so against they're teaching your kids pronouns like, yeah, that's basic grammar, bitch. They've yeah. been teaching pronouns. What are you mad about? You're mad because they're teaching some kids that some people have two moms and two dads. Get the fuck over Shane it. And I went in hard talking about indoctrination not what? long ago because we're like, it's I, w- I got on Instagram today. OK, How are you mad? How there are you is mad a at child, that? a one year old child? posing with a dead deer and i'm like you wanted what you you want to say that having a book with two dads yeah it is problematic for children but you're gonna pose your one-year-old with a dead Dead animal (laughs) that your other kid shot are you serious (laughs) that's what bonkers not to mention we're totally fine talking about jesus and christianity and again if you're religious that's great but I was I did not come up from a religious family and I heard about religion everywhere but fucking church growing up. I said but fucking <laughs> church. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But I I heard about it everywhere but church. Yeah. Growing up. But that was fine because we're supposed to be Christians and blah blah blah. It's like, hey, telling people that other sets of parents besides heterosexual parents exist is Cis not going heterosexual to, yeah, parents is not going to do anything but teach your children not to be shit kids. Yeah, I, I, listen, <laughs> who listen. judge other people for the way that their families look. Yes, like, do you want us to also tell them that like divorce? My kid has four fucking parents. He talks about yeah. And do you think anybody bats an eye? No, because divorce is normal. Yeah, 
even though I was never even married. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not where I was going, but okay. <laughs> where are you going? I was just going to say that divorce is a sin. Oh, yeah. Divorce is a sin. Yeah, divorce is in the Bible, too. So what is it hell? a sin? I don't fucking know. Thou shall not divorce. <laughs> well, it says something about you're supposed to be with your partner forever or something, I feel. <laughs> I don't it wouldn't know. say partner. It would say husband and wife because. Man. Man, man and, or wife. Man and, man and submissive <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Jesus said, take your bitch. <laughs> But fucking, <laughs> but fuck your bitch. <laughs> that is in the Lord's name. God, I'm Jesus. sorry. I'm so sorry. I know that there are people who are like, I don't really like how you talk about Jesus in that way. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is funny, <laughs> but I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. We understand. As far as I was concerned as a Catholic growing up, I just have to say I'm sorry. Yeah, and then you're good. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's like, like a whiteboard. <laughs> we just whoop. Yeah. Wipe that slate clean. <laughs> I'm just I just have to have a little bit of wine and a cracker and say I'm sorry. <laughs> then good I as am new. Good. <laughs> good as new. Oh. Anyway. So sorry to everyone who hates us now, but this was important. It, well, I don't think anyone would hate us over this. If anything, like that's silly. If you do, please don't. Like, don't be what? so silly. Don't be silly, gooses. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say. I mean, we talked about. Was it the? Well, I can't think of the name. Tulsa Race Massacre. Yeah, that's what it was. My sister works at a school yeah. that has a lot of the same letters. As Tulsa. Yes. And so I was like no, I having a tough time. Anyway, so the Tulsa Race Massacre, we talked about, but like the way that it's portrayed in history is not the same. If, if anyone ever talks about no, it. No, because yeah, it's it not. took until I was an adult to even hear about depicted it. Depicted accurately. Right. And so I think that putting this kind of information out there for people to have access to, to kind of. And not that we're like the pillar of education. No, like I said, this was this was like your your like oh here's a basic summary. Yeah, and I this is the Chicano movement look. for dummies. Yeah, <laughs> but please look further and hear it from. I did try because I was trying to like hear pronunciations. I listened to podcasts. So many of them were just like English white people. It yes. sound it sounded like yeah. Um, but there were a few that you like. They said they were Mexican American, but then they started speaking Spanish. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> I can't understand. Oh no, oh no. I'm working on it. I am trying to learn Spanish as we speak. But yeah, being hey, if you're somebody, and I hope that none of you who listen are, if you are, smack yourself on the hand for me because this is fucked up. <laughs> if anybody gives anyone shit for the way speaking in broken English, being bilingual is hard as fuck. Yeah. So. Yep. Fucking props to anyone who can speak two languages. I don't care if you speak the most broken English I've ever heard. You know two languages. That's Not only hard. are you like able to comprehend it, you're able to change. Because our grammar, our yes. sentence structure is so completely different oh my God. than so many other languages. So then they're able to even like know two different forms of grammar yeah. structure. Yeah. It's so difficult. Yeah. I feel like such a loser trying to learn another language because i'm like how am i this dumb like, i know I well that's why I, this isn't this isn't another ad for babble but i think that's why oh, the it. way that it's 
presented through like games and conversational stuff. Yeah. It, like they have to make it. They're like, do. how can we dumb this down for the white people? <laughs> <laughs> because my God, it's hard. They struggle. Yeah, we, we sure are. Anyway. So I hope you learned enough <laughs> to want to learn more. Yeah. Because that's my goal for you all. Go that's follow, my goal for myself. Go follow. Um, find. If you guys have. Oh, 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 oh. In the comments, leave um, creators or like content creators or educators, just people that you follow who are um, Hispanic, who yeah. you think are going to be, uh, who you think are good resources just to expose people to so that we can get more people of color in our lives. And I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to learn more as well. Yeah. I feel like every time I reach out and learn these, I'm like, what did I learn in school? Not a goddamn thing. Honestly, what Not did I learn? Thing. Don't you remember that's when we were first talking about the podcast, I was like, we're going to just talk about different stuff all the time. Yeah. Like we, even if it was something we were present for in school, we definitely weren't <laughs> mentally there. No. So we could relearn it. Yes. And this yeah. wasn't even mentally there or physically there oh, in yeah. any way, no, no, shape, no. or form. I think maybe some students learned about it on the West Coast, but like you shouldn't have to just learn history where it happened. Like yeah. if it's in the United States, it should be something we all learn. Especially, Especially if we're going to be voting huge on rights civil of... rights movement. Yeah. yeah. Maybe something we should learn about. Mm, yeah. Maybe mm. I think we will. <laughs> My daughter. <laughs> Her new thing she's doing is she goes, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I'll go. You're done. I'll go. <laughs> That's what I think of every time. I'll go, so I beat you. And I go night night. And she goes, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Dude, I wanted to tell you something all you said because it was so funny. Yeah. And then I forgot it. But he said another thing. <laughs> so uh, today he was playing the drums. Shane was playing the guitar. Forrest was playing the piano and we started to sing and Ollie goes we all in a band except you're old <laughs> I was fair like, enough God damn. and I started laughing and Shane looked at me because then Ollie because I laughed was going you're old you're old you're old I'm like, Great. well how about my son <laughs> Who is 10, so we should know. I said something about, like, filling out my age, and I was like, you can just write my age down on, like, a thing that we had. To, I don't even know why I needed my age. Yeah. But he was like, what are you, are you like, 42? And I was like, sorry? <laughs> 42? <laughs> no. I was like, 31. And he was like, same thing. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Way to humble me. Yeah. But. I did go pick him up at school the one day and another kid asked if I was his older sister. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the kid was like a 10 year old, but I was like, yes, oh. I am. <laughs> Young mom. <laughs> Hot mom. Yeah. Oh, Noah, is this your older sister? I was like, I'm his mommy. <laughs> I'm 42. <laughs> you can call me mommy. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Um. Uh, speaking of mommy, I hear Daddy Shane coming down the <laughs> stairs, so we can wrap, wrap it up. up. <laughs> okay, um, so that's that on the Chicano movement, everybody. Yeah. We uh, love you so much. Thank you for being here with us, and uh, we will see you next week. All right, we're out. Goodbye.
Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.